0: Part of this was live at the bmo training ground live at the BMOT? it's it's the vocal minority podcast i know right i feel like it was fancy
1: it was very fancy so fancy we fancy now
0: Laser, your voice. When, when haven't we been fancy
1: that's true that's true but now more people will know that we're fancy
0: oh yeah now 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 this is this is this is black Tie podcasting. Let's just kind throw it. Yeah, I
1: feel like this was like our little, maybe a little bit of like our debutante ball sort of thing, cotillion, I don't know. Do we still yeah, do Yeah, well, yeah, yeah.
0: I was going to uh, do quinceañera. Nah. Ooh. Well, it's been almost that long, so I mean, May really, gusta.
1: that's... Si, si. All right. Well, welcome to this week's episode of the Book Minority Podcast, the podcast that would like a faster way to get to the G because damn transit is not your friend <laughs> um, on this week's show it's a it's a shorter show here folks but we are going to talk about assigning a couple of legends retire from the international game um we had an illuminating interview we're going to talk s- exactly we're going to talk le- the week v- up
0: oh so legends uh, we're
1: going to we're going to we're going to ponder the unofficially official signing and uh, have a brief look ahead to the She Believes Cup and probably more. And now this week's panel, the kit nerdiest of all kit nerds, Mr. Mark Hinckley.
0: Guilty. It's true. I have a problem and I share it with you all. And some of you like me more for it and some of you endure me more for it. So uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me
1: uh tony and duncan have been locked into a secure facility uh for this week so um yeah yeah, they won't be here
0: apparently the threats of uh ending the show will get you locked up which is why Mm -hmm. i am compliant every week good job. so i have (laughs) i don't have a lesson to learn because i understand and fear (laughs) is a motivator
1: hey Those carrots aren't going to throw themselves. I just had to have them in the room and look how well they worked. This is true. Uh, As for me, me, I remain Justin Morrow's number one fan. Not in a scary stalker way. Let's just make that clear. Yet. (laughs) I am your host, Kristen Knowles. And now to this week's show. All right, first up, it is, of course, what's been going on. And uh, the big news of the day for TFC is the official, official signing announcement, all those good things of our brand new superstar, number one goalkeeper, Mr. Sean Johnson, late of the Pizza Rats. Wow. Um, Wow. Welcome, Sean. Welcome to a real football pitch, to a real football Mm. stadium. Mm. Um, And... I haven't. I've taken transit in this city for you know 30 years. I've yet to see one a rat. Uh, two a rat with pizza. There's mm-hmm. just really adorable little subway mice. True. So you know you're good. They're cute. They're fuzzy, and they stay far away. It's true. So you're you should be you should be solid. Let's,
0: um, no. Let's not let's not rule out a a bat with a patty. That could be a Ooh, thing. that's, that's true. Dark a
1: bat with a pat. Yep.
0: But um, yeah, that's this way better in all almost all, fa- almost all facets. There's some ways yep. could be better but then we give it with the exchange of road entry. Um Exactly. Yeah, welcome. Welcome sir. Welcome. This
1: is such an you know, I'm I am really excited about this and again, as much as I love Q and I do and I miss him, That's I true. wish he was still here as backup keeper or keeper mentor whatever, but he's not so we move on. Uh, Sean Johnson's a better keeper. And is. with the, the development in the, in the, in the defense, um, you know, some new signings, one allegedly in the works or well, basically done, just not announced. Um, this can only be a good thing. So we've got a veteran MLS keeper, one who is used to winning things, who keeps clean sheets, who is good at stopping penalties in that sense. He's very much like Q. So we haven't lost anything there. We've gained one of the better ones in the league for that. Um, What's and-
0: his, is there, a, is there a stat on his line staying?
1: <laughs> you know what? I, mean, I haven't looked.
0: I mean, I'm sure Opt has got the stats that say uh, our, our departed former number one keeper was by far and away the worst offender. Um absolutely. So Actually, I mean I, anybody, really anyone would be a better stay on your line type of guy. So um anyway, yeah, this is this, this is, is exciting. Good. It's exciting I, to yeah. It's exciting just to have like you know all all due respect to, to Alex Baum, for real. You know, he he had an opportunity Shone like the sun, earned, legitimately earned that number one spot, guided us from the back to nearly the promised land of the World Club Cup, which we were, if we'd made it, we were going to win that. And and then it just, I, I realize it's not all his fault, but like even his game started to eh, take a turn. So outstanding keeper when he was in it, and had the support around him. But I feel like he need, he needed a, a fresh start somewhere mm-hmm. like that. Like genuinely, that would be good for him because um, PTSD is real. And um, it doesn't matter who's in front of you. If You've seen some stuff. You've seen some stuff. Sean Johnson, on the other hand, is phenomenal. Um, elite even. And with everything being fresh from the back, at least some of it, but enough of it, yeah. to the important parts. Uh, this is, this is a super welcome.
1: Well, and I think, I think that's a big part of it. Yeah. Like the, the refresh that is desperately needed uh, for a team that has historically been bad defensively. And it's just, it's something it's like, it's like the Toronto Raptors and not driving the lane and you know, relying on outside shooting, which is one of the most frustrating things as a basketball fan, drives me fucking mental and I hate it so very much. Um, Toronto FC, seemingly regardless, you know, of who is in charge of them, including former Defenders of the Year, Greg, um, they are very rarely a solid defensive team, which again, it just baffles me considering who they've had. Now a lot of it has to do with the game they're asked to play, you know, a lot of attacking, a lot of going forward, a lot of asked from the fullbacks, um, sometimes over reliance on aging center backs, but or center backs who like to run down the pitch and then try and track mm-hmm. back. Um mm-hmm. I think there is a real opportunity with the current um with the current signings and the the potential other signing. Um to rein a lot of that in and um yeah and one of the things actually when we were talking about Alex Bono who yes was not always bad he he had he he had the number one spot for a good reason and he also did have a good defense in front of him but you know it it works together as a as a unit um but one of the things that we always had frustration with with Alex Bono was his distribution
2: mm-hmm. and
1: he's not good at it He's just not the things he's good at. He's good at that is not one of them. And Sean Johnson far outshines that, you know, he is, he's is actually quite a good distributor of the ball. And this team needs that because they like to play out the back. They like to start something quick and you, you have a keeper that can contribute to that. That was why that was where Q always came in because Q could distribute the ball really well. He had good feet. He had good vision. Um, Sean Johnson can fill that role. And I think that's a hugely important thing. Um, So, yeah, this is great. I'm I'm I am I am honestly excited to have him as the keeper. This is, I think, a a really good signing.
0: Yeah, it's 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 a shrewd bit of business. I mean, I know there's we've often. Yeah, we've often campaigned for a certain Bill Hamid, um, uh, which was not a joke, it really wasn't like no, we were deadly serious. we love bill Hamid. and 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 this is this isn't me saying, well, this is good enough, it's like, no, he's also excellent. I wanted an excellent keeper, um yeah. and we we I'll take either genuinely take either, and I also don't feel like there's a wrong answer um so this is, yeah, this is uh the, just to go back on the ball distribution, of course he's good at ball distribution. He is so he had so much fewer, see had such fewer <laughs> acreage to work with that he had to be more accurate.
1: That's true. I hadn't like, thought of
0: that. Like like you, he has to have laser precision, or else he's hit the foul pole. I mean, it's such a dumb fucking ground. MLS. Why, anyway? We've been over this many indeed many times. So uh, yeah, the, uh. the distribution thing is it's it will be nice to see somebody who's confidently mm-hmm. adept at that uh and and that this isn't like that's not also a shot at q but if we're going to have a single starting keeper let's have it be the, a guy who also gets to start every game and distributes so exactly
1: yep 100% all right um and then we're gonna see we're, you know, we say goodbye to officially goodbye to a couple of Canadian uh soccer legends, uh, one from the men's national team, one from the WNT XNT. Uh so this week, both uh, Aaron McLeod and Toss St. Ricketts uh retired from international play, with the addition of Toss just retiring from professional soccer altogether. Um so Aaron McLeod obviously stalwart of the uh wnt the xnt for many many years like she's someone that you know she is a legend and you know was with you know she was with the team she started when they they won the bronze and she just she played and she played and she played basically until she she couldn't um it just wasn't gonna be she was either injured or obviously you had steph labe and you had other um, you had Karina, you had other keepers who were surpassing her in ability um and and, and availability. Now, one of the things for Aaron McLeod, uh, other than the fact, well, she just got married. Congratulations, Aaron, very happy for you. All and she and her wife, um, uh Gunny John Dessar, or sorry, John Dotor, um, have left the NWSL and they're actually gonna go play in Iceland. Uh, for a season
0: that is so, so fucking romantic
1: i know right they literally and got married left Iceland's nwsl doing- and are going off to iceland to to play for a season
0: do we know which club did it become our favorite team i hope it's fjolnir uh, that that's a real name a- by the way everyone that i did not just make weird icelandic noises and say hey look that's a team no that's fjolnir it's they're awesome because for many years they had a pig as a sponsor on their kids i actually anyway.
1: don't know if the team if the club they're playing for um has been announced oh actually. well
0: what a coup for the we whole- will
1: find out we'll we'll bring it up next week we'll find out we'll bring it up next week anyway legend delightful person uh always like with the smile and the energy and the passion like you just she radiated it mm. um and uh she's staying really involved in 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 grassroots soccer and local soccer she also plans to be involved in the the new women's league uh that's coming here in canada with uh diana matheson and um so she she has a lot of intent looking forward and you know you couldn't ask for um a better person to be involved in this because of her because of her commitment because of her interest in the sport and advancing the sport and 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 you know equality and everything it's great it's great Fantastic. thank you aaron we will miss you um and then Todd uh, us who we adore and is one of our all-time favorite players uh marks and mine um yes. and who had such an interesting career around the world, but playing in MLS, um, you know, beloved at TFC, but equally, if not more beloved at the Whitecaps, like he embraced that team and they embraced him.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I It's weird because like, I mean, I feel like, I feel like we saw most of just say Ricketts off the bench rather than mm-hmm. start, which is, Which for the, for the tools that, that he kind of often displayed, like in in playing for Canada, where it's like, if you need a ridiculous burst of speed. um,
1: And knows for, and just like someone who's going to get in the box and harass and frustrate.
0: It, it it was just the
1: defenders it, like he was just a pest. It was. Great. Yeah, he was. A, he, he
0: was. He was definitely like a player you did not want to see come on the pitch in like the 82nd minute. Because like you're hurting and it's like, oh, shit. And he's this
2: guy. Ah, and it.
0: it's like, like he like you could see him terrorizing people. You could just you would see him leave people just in the absolute dust. Oh, yeah. And, it was and I mean, that like. Like not to say that he shouldn't have started, but that is that's that is a boss ass move to use off the bench. So unfortunately, like I could see how he would end up that way, but it's strange and I don't know I don't fully understand why I do picture him in a in a white caps kit more than a TFC kit and I think that's just because the last images I saw of him were in a Vancouver Whitecaps kit and that's not to diminish his contribution to Toronto because yeah, I, fantastic. I think-
1: that's 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 fairly accurate like obviously like the one of the great things for me or the happiest things for me is that he was here during the glory years for for Toronto FC so he he was he was part of it all you know the the, the treble year and when everything was on its ascendancy and and you know he had those like legendary super sub appearances uh the the brace against was it against Columbus yeah um like just so much fun. And then, and but brought similar to the the men's national team. Um, contributing to World Cup qualifying, uh, contributing in the gold cup more than once. Uh, just again, delightful. And if you've ever had a chance to meet him, he is such a nice person and so like interesting to chat with. And what we were getting to see, and this is the next, this is the evolution of of to St. Ricketts, who's gonna be, he's staying on. Um, with the white caps in uh, you know as as one of those 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 cl- player engagement people, right? But you know, you know he's got the passion, he's also got his degree and stuff. so this isn't the the stop that you know this is only the the beginning for him, but during the World Cup, he proved what an exceptional broadcaster he is going to be if he wants that as a career. Mm -hmm. Because after like his first match where clearly a little nervous, a little shaky, man, he was, he and Janine Becky were so delightful.
0: He's kind of got it. Like it's, it's, it's like watching. It's like, it's like a diamond that needs polish. Yes. You know, you, you could see that you could see that he's got, he's got the charisma and he's got the delivery to really, to, to really like, shall we say uh, uh fit a television mold and he just needs experience. And yep. I mean, what a hell of a first uh, uh real gig is the world cup. I mean, that's, that's tough. Like that's, that's trial by fire. Okay. That's not, that ain't working at your, you know, your, uh, your local cable network and cutting your teeth. That's just, and I, I really felt like he, had a lot to offer. I felt like once he shook the nerves and really started to understand, like you could see market improvement from, from the first time and the second time to like the last time it was like he was, he was starting to find comfort. And once you find comfort, it's kind of feels like, well, he's ready. He's like, he's got it. So um, I think he's a great fit. I think he's a great yeah. fit for, for, for television, television commentating. Uh, I would like, like to see, I would like to see him do, do I would be curious to see what, how he would, how he would uh, play the role of color, man. Um, mm-hmm. like, Agreed. Cause, cause he's got that he, again, he's just, he's got, he's got a presence and he's got a voice. And I think he, he could, he could do that as well as a panelist. He's also an excellent panelist. So um, I hope, uh, I hope this is a nice little lucrative Post-career, new career for him.
1: Agreed, agreed. I really think there's a lot, um, a lot to come from him for that. I really, yeah, really exciting. Really, really exciting to to see that. And again, thank you to Toss for everything you did for your club teams, for you know coming back and contributing to Canadian soccer after having been one of those players who was exiled out into the wilderness who ran into problem after problem in terms of getting paid um yeah. like he was one of those he was one of those players that was getting screwed over left right and center while playing you know trying to like play the game you love um but who stuck it out and came back and managed to find you know not one but two places to 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 fall and to fall nicely um just anyways it's great he's a great i think he's a great servant for um, for Canadian soccer, and I think he's going to be just one of those people that we pay so much attention to going forward um in a number of arenas. I can see big things coming from him in the future and and I hope that's true because he's he's delightful,
0: yeah, absolutely
1: all right well, what's what are we talking about slash who are we talking to? um, so much to discuss in this segment, but well there's 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 three 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 things really um the main thing well they're all kind of main things but the campiel schedule was released the other day
0: yes it was. and
1: this is exciting mostly because well two reasons one it's a balanced schedule huzzah it's so nice it, it, um
0: but it's apparently so difficult for other leagues but you know whatever
1: I, it, it they you know they just don't care um but also how early it's been released this is wonderful this is something that campiel fans have been calling for um and as this league grows and matures like this is this is what you want to see you want to see that nice early schedule announcement um it allows well it allows teams to plan it allows fans to plan and it just it shows you're not half-assing it like every other league announces their schedule two to three months ahead of the, the, the start of the season and Campiel wasn't doing that. And fans were pissed and rightfully so I think. So we have kind of like our first, well I won't say post pandemic cause we're still in a pandemic, but sort of attempt at being normal year coming up for like everything. And again a balanced schedule new team in the league um yeah it's it's exciting now i know mark you had some you had some thoughts on the schedule
0: oh yeah yeah so like um so as 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 regular listeners know i am a season's ticket for both toronto fc and for hamilton forge it it hurts less to say that but the <laughs> forge part but yeah, anyway, um, so I have invested interest in the schedules and so far as how they clash. So um, for those of you who who, who are interested in this, um, Toronto and Hamilton have three same day games, two of which are overlapping, like oh, no. one kicks off at seven, one kicks off at 730, which I feel no. is less than previous seasons. Uh, but Three is still three. Uh the only one that doesn't overlap that have the, the games are on the same day is uh Forge's home opener is at four PM and Toronto is at home to Atlanta for seven thirty or is it all the kickoff is it seven thirty of the kickoffs or seven?
1: Yeah, that's I I, I think it's I think seven thirty. They're all so, at the same time for pretty much almost every match for the entire season. So which is
0: weird. I, I I I've got pre-approval, and it's subject to change. But um, uh, the misses and I, kittner wifey, um, we are we might try and do try and do the double. So Ooh. it's I mean it's a lot of footy, but it's fun. Um,
1: that's it, the, that's Hamilton. Sorry, that's Hamilton's home opener. You say
0: Hamilton home opener at four, and then
1: who are they hosting again?
0: Uh, they are playing. pony boys the Cavs, morgan's Chivalry. interesting interesting uh but anyway so i mean so that that's 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 the thing um and if anyone uh, had any delusions of grandeur of watching say i don't know hamilton and york the same day uh like i did a maniac one time uh i think in season the first season um April 22nd is your only opportunity. York is hosting Vancouver at one, and Hamilton's hosting Halifax at four, which is super, super close. The time I did it, um, the, the second game was at five. So there was plenty of time. I don't need to rush. Got parking, like it and also it was kind of a slightly humid, drizzly day. So it helped keep people at, well, not at, not at York, <laughs> nobody goes. Um, but no, but but as far as like getting parking around hamilton uh uh to mortonsfield that that kind of aided the whole thing so that and that was a that was a full day my god i don't know how i didn't overdose from it um so the other thing i i, I looked up uh, because i was kind of curious mm-hmm. and that was is the league loading up any any particular cities during the league's cup between july 21st and august 19th know. okay go on here's what i've discovered and i really don't it's not it's not as conspiratorial as i was hoping it was going to be in fact one of them is kind of like oh, that's the opposite of what you want <laughs> uh uh vancouver langley vancouver uh mm-hmm. has, has placed five games during that during that that calendar uh spread three of which are at home okay okay so Hamilton, exact same. Five games during that stretch, three are at home.
1: York. I was gonna say, what about the YU guys? York
0: plays one game at home during that entire stretch. Ooh. And there's four games, let's say four games, air quotes, because the fifth game is on August 20th, which is the day after that 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 time frame, and they're also away. Man. So I don't want to say I don't want to say there's a missed opportunity, but they announced the dates way in advance, guys. Way in advance, yeah, and that's that that really summer holidays, guys. Those. What it's are something. you like? Are the are the Toronto Aeros still a thing? Did they book up the whole? Anyway, <laughs> let's, never mind. Never mind. I'm not going to get into rugby. Okay, that's not it. <laughs> and also, while this is a stretch, because I, I know they're really, really far apart, but just for shiggles, I looked up uh, Pacific uh, two games at home during the five. Mm-hmm. The, during the five games during that stretch. So um, yeah. So I, I feel like, I feel like uh, there's, there's some, um, there's some opportunities uh, that, that kind of would, I don't know, I don't want to say they're missed. Like there's like there's a bunch of, because you, for those of you who don't, who aren't aware, York United play a lot of their games, not on Saturday. And I say that specifically not on Saturday because they play a lot of Fridays and a few Sundays. Yeah. So um if if you were the if you were the insane type who wants to come into town and do football tourism, holy crap, they you have opportunities. There's a plen- yeah, there's plenty, there's plenty of games, there's plenty of weekends where you can get uh York Hamilton, like 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 Friday, Saturday or Saturday, Sunday, York TFC, same thing, Friday, Saturday. But unfortunately, there isn't a York Hamilton Toronto triumvirate, which would have been dope as oh all.
1: that's too bad. Um, that would have been that would have been cool. I would have I would tried have, to do that. I,
0: I, I probably I probably would have gone for that.
1: Yeah, yeah, for um, sure.
0: I but even even just the whole like I'm gonna do both games in a day. I don't know who needs to hear this, but can you try? Like obviously this year's a wash, but if there's a chance that you could make one of those kickoffs of five. Five o'clock. And I realized that this is, you know, subject to one soccer's needs. But if you could add an extra hour, either make the one o'clock game a noon or make the four o'clock game a five, mm-hmm. I'm buying like, an extra is- ticket, guys. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to go to I will go to York for the other game because that's stupid fun. And if and honestly, like it seems antithesis to like club culture, like supporters culture and, and, and and football. And, but think of it just as like a day out, you know, a caravan of one group of idiots going like from one game to the other, just because they could. And I am totally in that, that, that target audience who would like, yeah, I am looking at York United games to go to, but I would like to make it more of a day of it than just going all the way out to York, York university in North York, and then come back. So, something something to think about. Something to again, which I've asked um, for every year. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's uh, so. That, anyway, that's that, That's kind of the breakdown that I kind of.
1: That's that's, that's I love that. Um, one thing I did notice: the opening weekend. So the, the 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 opening match for the season is a standalone. It's on the it's on the fourteenth, um, and it's uh, Aquaman hosting um, VFC. The Space Penises. Again? space penises um and uh so that's great the other three matches uh are all uh either you know two matches on saturday one match on sunday all in ontario they're all ontario based matches which i just found really interesting it's all like all the ontario teams are oh, hosting yeah. the first yeah. weekend
0: good shout i mean not a good shout if that's a, if the point you're making for that that's embarrassing but um
1: no, no, no. I, I, I don't started. know if I think either way. I just thought it was really interesting when I noticed it. I was like, wait a second. So everything... Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. So moving on from that, but also related to some CamPL teams, well, all of the Campl teams, uh, the Voyagers Cup draw, which was uh, last night. Um, speaking of to St. Regis, he was involved in that. Very exciting. Um, and we have... Again, we're we're very excited. We're always very excited about the Voyager's Cup, but we're more excited because there's more teams and so much it just grows. It's so good. Um, so here are here are the breakdowns for the first round, and we'll, we'll talk about it in a moment. Okay, so we've got the Rovers, yay, the Rovers uh, versus uh, the Peggers, Grey Mice, uh, Aquaman hosting the Pony Boys, uh, the YU Guys hosting the Space Penises. Um, That's the Western bracket. And yes, you're like, but wait a second, York isn't Western. No, but one of the Eastern teams had to be drawn into the West. That's just the way this all shuffled out. Uh, Eastern bracket. So Hamilton versus Laval. Excited about that one, actually. Um, The Wanderers versus Otleti and uh, Snowflakes or whatever we're calling them these days. Waiting for them to change the logo again uh, versus Vaughn. So the main thing about that last one that I just do want to to bring up is that Vaughn I'm very excited for you to be part of this. You're probably going to lose. You're I'm lose. sorry.
0: There's there's no probably. That's yeah, I know.
1: I know. That's I that's, mean it's such a there, even there was with never, all of my, I know.
0: There was never a good draw, but that's really not a good draw. That's super un good draw.
1: I know. Like, it's, yeah. And even even with even with all of the issues that Montreal has been facing this offseason, it's still, it doesn't matter. So, but what this means, because uh, Toronto and um, the Whitecaps have buys to the quarterfinal, uh, the winner of the Montreal-Vaughn match plays Toronto. So we're getting the Toronto-Montreal match out in the quarters this year which is either exciting or, oh man, depending on your, your thoughts on this or probably even depending on the day. One day you might be excited by it. Another day you might be like, ah, oh, that sucks. Who knows? Um, but just keep that in mind. But also within the same, similar vein, but still a little bit up in the air. So uh, while you guys hosting the, the Vancouver Langley's, um, whoever wins that match goes up against the Whitecaps. Tasty. Now, wouldn't that be fun if it was Vancouver versus Vancouver? <laughs> like, I, I, I really want that to happen. Actually, just just for the shiggles, just because I, I think that that will be delightful.
0: I did, I want it to happen because it'll be, it'll be the first time. Well, okay, regional leagues aside. So, pardon, not to get anybody's ire up, but it'll be the first time, at least in the Voyagers Cup, that uh two teams having the same name in like same city name will yeah, play each other exactly that york united just north toronto i know there's already north toronto or nitros or whatever they're called but like just you can you can lean into north toronto you don't have to be york region whatever but marketing aside um i love the idea of like vancouver white caps versus vancouver yeah
1: me too 100% i like,
0: I, I, and I also i genuinely hope that through if that match happens there's a there's there becomes like a small percentage of like curious onlookers like there's another team
1: yeah well, exactly
0: all well, the white caps are away and i've got an aunt who lives in langley so maybe we'll a little you know what i mean like
1: like you just like, you don't you don't have to and get i 5, want there to be a half and half scar for that match
0: please please oh, vancouver
1: please, please, please. vancouver half and half scarf like
0: come but, on, that, but the half and half goes horizontal yes not not vertical like not like vancouver one side vancouver and the other it literally just says vancouver versus vancouver and the top half is white and navy blue and the bottom half is black and white um that be yeah great. that's right i'm 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 breaking the scarf game that's Da-da-da. what you get when you back my patreon <laughs>
1: Um, out of all of the, out of all of that, other than that, out of all of this, I think the, the most, the most intriguing matchup, um, and the potential to have a bit of an upset is that Rovers, uh, Winnipeg match because I think the Rovers could win. Without, it's not seeing a, without seeing a full roster for either team, just sort of based on momentum that the Rovers carried into the off season, that they're carrying into their new season, uh, really coming together as a unit, uh, really being successful. And Winnipeg, you know, good just out the gate last season, and then they they fell hard and you know, there's, 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 there's questions there. Right. So I feel like that one in terms of a match that doesn't involve as much parody perhaps has the potential for an upset. And I think that's the one. And yeah, obviously I'm, a, I'm a, I'm a Rover's fan, but. So the Voyager's cup starts in April. It's going to be great. We love the Voyager's cup, go to matches if you can. Um, it's always, the vibes are different. The, they just, the players, they just, it's just different. It's like any tournament play that's why we always love the ccl um those tournaments those those types of tournaments it's like it's why the fa cup is so wildly popular it's why the us open cup is so wildly popular yeah it's just different i feel like
0: yeah like it's it is super different and i feel like i realize that you know the 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 the, typically i don't want to i don't want to assume anything but always feels like these games are promoted at the minimum right it's like well we're going to have people we're going to have two teams here playing so we may as well at least tell people about it you know there's no there's no huge build up to it there's no you know you rarely see it you know the the game is in the game is in may and you're at the stadium in april and there could be no mention of that tournament even existing and i get it because the league itself is the bread and butter so fine why don't 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 put all of your energy and put some that being said the stakes in the game are way more interesting than just playing kansas city on a tuesday and i would take a game with actual stakes as it happens that over game against kansas city on a tuesday and i only say it because i really don't like kansas city um the sporks fucking, they're so annoying and so annoying. Um I'm just glad they're not good anymore. Right. So but the thing is like like every one every one of these little matchups is kind of tasty. Like even the Bond Montreal one like oh yeah. Like, like basically a bunch of um, and I'm assuming and I'm sure I'm wrong. But like a bunch of like high, uh, college high school university students mixed in with a couple of 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 you know Low, low level lifers at the game, uh, uh, up against a professional outfit, you know, like like Sam Payette and and Victor Wanyama, and like you know what I mean? Like it's just, but if those, but if Vaughn does the business, that's great for football, honestly.
1: And then it's Vaughn versus Toronto, which would be
0: so cool. Oh, 100%. Right? Give, give, them, give them all get him all the honors just see yeah. do the hat trick Vaughn wins the v cup takes out all three honestly <laughs> that, that's 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 some that's some that's some 19 that's some uh, uh sorry 20 that's some 2017 2018 uh champions league shit
2: yeah where yep. where
0: we we beat yes tromcy beat each one of those mexican sides we did. We officially beat each we one of them. We officially beat them. Regulation, moment. we won those games.
1: Exactly. Every, so nothing else counts.
0: Nothing else matters. Anyway, um, anyway. yeah, like, I, I, if you're listening to us, you're, we're probably preaching to the choir. But encourage <laughs> those of you who kind of turn their uh, – encourage those around you that support the main club but ter- make turn their nose down at this going, you're a fool, you're missing probably – the most fun game because also too like if you're a Montreal supporter and Vaughn shows up, don't you want to see them just absolutely smash them? Who doesn't like seeing the home team score nine goals? Yes. They won't. But like you can you can also build that into the back of your head, right? Like same with like AS Blainville last last season came to Hamilton. Yes. And no like no no disrespect, no them, but they were no frills. They were yes. just they they were a grinder team that was kind of happy to be here. And they lost, but it wasn't the one-sided ass-kicking it should have no, been. No, it and wasn't. Fact, they,
1: I I they, for swaths they, of
0: that, Blaineville showed up. They, oh, yeah, ab- they so showed great. up to, to play. They had Hamilton's number for a good 20 minutes, if I remember, oh, not yeah. longer.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. It was like, oh, what is happening? It and
0: was, then, like, every exciting. halftime, Bobby figures it out and everyone else figures yeah, it out. And so exactly.
1: But still, anyway. It's one of the best things you can watch and enjoy. Please go out. Please support your teams because. no matter what level of Canadian soccer they play at. It's delightful fun. Um, Speaking of Canadian soccer. Go on. Canned soccer. You know, it's just, it's a quiet, sedate organization. The fans, <laughs> we're all very polite. There's, there's never any drama oh, surrounding. I mean, I mean sedate probably
0: comatose definitely
1: yeah yeah right like it's just it's a very chill vibe there's never any 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 arguments or or you know sort of controversy no no it's all hugs and kisses and butterflies and Mm -hmm. oh fuck that it is never like that one of the frustrating things about being a Canadian soccer fan is that it always feels like drama even we're in the midst of happy times so the last 24 hours have been interesting. It wasn't even 24 hours. This all got allegedly resolved earlier this afternoon, but we were busy. Um, late last night, you started seeing things pop up on social media or you have friends that live in New Zealand who send you articles saying that John Herdman has all but accepted the New Zealand men's national team coaching job. They're just trying to agree on terms. Contracts haven't been signed, but it's basically it's almost a done deal. And everyone, as especially this morning, because not everyone was up late last night, but this morning, oh, it started to explode. It was
0: everywhere.
1: I, was, I, I lost track of the number of times I saw that article had it sent to me, had people asking me about it. Yeah. Um, now, Herdman has history with New Zealand. That's where he had his first uh his first coaching. He started his coaching career within New Zealand uh the U20s to uh two World Cups. He coached the the senior uh women's team at two World Cups before leaving to come to Canada and coach the the WNT here. Um his his oldest son was uh has represented both Canada and New Zealand at the U-20 level. Um, Like there's, there, there are deep connections there. However, Mm -hmm. um, as all of that was happening in the most hilarious way, um, earlier this afternoon, Canada soccer, John Herdman, Canada soccer, everybody, there was a, there was a, there was a triple, there was a triple statement. Herdman took to Instagram um, but also via uh, Canada soccer to say, you know, no, 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 this is, this is not the case at all. You know, I have been, obviously I've been, you know, when you, when you're successful, you get offered things, you know, recent months, including, you know, I've returned them all down, including an offer from New Zealand, you know, to our players and our fans. I want to say I'm committed to Canada, committed to Canadian soccer, growing the program, world cup, the World Cup is, you know, we've got a World Cup in three and a half years. Yeah, I'm not going anywhere. I'm here. And then Earl Cochran and Nick Montes also had to like come in and be like, no, he's ours. Fuck off the rest of you. He's under contract. He loves it here. He's not leaving. We support him. Blah, blah, blah. You know, like mm-hmm. it's been, it's been very interesting to see sort of what's been happening. Um, and there's been a lot of speculation all day up until the statements, but even with the statements coming out was, you know, if you think back to when Herdman was the 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 coach of the WNT, the XNT um, and started making, you know, the rumblings started that he was gonna go to England to coach. Um, and then suddenly he was handed the men's national team coaching position um and you know a lot of people are trying to put correlations that you know he he and his people put stories out to put pressure on canada soccer to get him the deal he wanted which was to coach the men's team and was this the same thing was he going back to the well for a similar you know a similar trick for lack of a you know trying to apply pressure again to get a good deal out of canada soccer uh over the next four years the next three and a half years and you know, a friend of ours in New Zealand, hi Steph, um, you know, she was like, oh, I wonder if like our media got it wrong. I was like, "Mm." I'm like, your media probably just jumped your, your media, maybe your media jumped the gun. And then Canada Soccer, you know, put a ring on it, so to speak, and locked him down. And I don't know, I don't know what's true. I don't know if this was a negotiating deal. I don't know if someone at, in New Zealand, some, some, you know, some reporter was just you know took a rumor and decided to run with it um but depending on sort of how you take this stuff, it's like, oh, fuck, it's more drama around Canadian soccer, which we don't need like we just <laughs> we just just don't we just don't There's so much drama we're a small country, like we're a giant country, but we're a small fucking footy country yeah. just." <sighs>
0: I know, I know. It just, it's. I think what it is is that it's. It feels like it's the. The ire comes from we are a, we are finally on the ascendancy and things are looking good. Please don't somebody fuck this up. And honestly, if anyone's gonna fuck this up, it's gonna be the CSA because they're really good at doing things that are oh, opposite yeah. of what needs to be done. That being said, um the paranoia, you know, that sets in. That's yep, that's legit. Sure. And and like the concern. And I mean, when I saw it, I it seemed very odd because it seemed it seemed odd because just not to say that the Kiwis can't possibly offer Herdman a better deal, but why would Herdman like how much does he love New Zealand that he's willing to literally take a step backwards in a career trajectory that has been going nowhere but forwards Since he showed up in New Zealand, steadily skyward. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like his next step isn't, isn't going to New Zealand. His next step is like a second division. When I say second division, I mean championship, like a second division side in England or a first division side in France or Austrian national team coach, like some, a, 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 a place where like they've got some ambition and they're willing to try a new thing. And here's a guy that's got a proven track record, of getting a lot out of what he's got. Mm-hmm. And like, like again, no disrespect to New Zealand, but it ain't you guys, honestly. And if it was, then I'd happy to eat you know, eat those words and just go, I'm sorry. Look forward to seeing you in 2026. In but like that that was that was kind of the paths like this how is this the thing? And also too, like, how did how did it come out in New Zealand before it came out here? Like used to that kind of thing is like we've agreed to part ways and then an hour later it's like we'd like to announce
1: Exactly. That's
0: usually usually the announcement that you've left comes first because you get a chance to kind of like like you know tie it in a bow and make it look like you're in control. This is the opposite of that. And while the CSA is the CSA constantly CSAing things even that was a step too far for chaos for them. So um, I'm glad it seems to be um, either blown out of proportion or completely misunderstood. Um, I do like the plausibility that he was offered a contract by them, mm-hmm. um, but offering a contract and
1: is an accepting uh, or almost accepting. You don't say a damn thing until things. there's ink. Yeah, exactly.
0: That's, so, uh, kudos or, to or maybe that
1: yeah or maybe that was someone from new zealand soccer uh trying to put pressure on Herdman. do you know what i mean like yeah oh what if we put it out there that he said he's gonna take like you know like it's it's just it's interesting i think um i think ultimately well and, and not everyone will because it's still lots of people don't don't agree with Herdman as coach of the, of the men's team. They still don't, they don't, they don't see it. They don't see his, his future with the team or his ability to develop or think on his feet. And I usually like to think that he doesn't, I I find with Herdman, um, he kind of coaches a little bit in cycles in that he'll have a couple games where he just doesn't get it right. And mm-hmm. is being stubborn about something. But the next time you see him, that seems to be put behind. And he coaches well for a significantly long streak and then has whatever a slip-up. But like, no, no call, not ever, no coach is infallible. Um, I'm fine with him being the coach of the national team going forward into this next World Cup. Uh, if any, if if only because of the belief that the players have in him. And that's mm-hmm. a huge thing for stuff like this. Like, you know, you don't want blind loyalty. However, you do want commitment and you mm-hmm. do want players to commit to the program and to commit to, you know, three and a half years down the road that this is what I'm going to be doing and to be able to pull in players from, you know, who haven't, who haven't signed their national intent yet, you know, that could have options. So anyway. I think it's a good thing that he is, by all intents and purposes, locked down.
0: Agreed. 100%. And that buy in, that buy in is even like, again, psychologically for Canadian players in Canada soccer, more valuable than the results itself because we've had a hard time, historically speaking. So if he's the one that, if he's the, if he's the one that's, you know, brainwashing them, I'm trying to make it as evil as possible. If he's brainwashing them into play for Canada, then fantastic work, sir. Um, yeah, exactly. I, can
1: we build you a new layer? Like yeah, what do you was, need?
0: Yeah. D- do you need acolytes? I can make, uh, I'll be a
1: henchman, uh, you know, a herdman, henchman.
0: scarf loom. I can brand that and
1: herdman's henchman.
0: Oh, there's a supporters club. I'm in for this. Um, we we we, heard herman's henchmen we bake we bake muffins like you know like that's <laughs> we're not evil but we're like we we pose ourselves as evil but really it's like you know we'll pick up your groceries like that's like yeah, that's exactly. the that's the extent of our of we'll our sinister your walk
1: <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah we will
0: shovel it so good we'll shovel even bring the our... hell out of that walk we'll bring our own salt assholes pet friendly salt
1: henchmans. take that
0: yeah we're not we're not we're not we're not we're not evil piece of shit like you know like we also got to add a badass streak to it even though what we're doing is good we, cuz we're trying to build cred it's like they're friendly but weirdly rude about things it's like <laughs> yeah you know, fuck you that jacket looks nice like yeah anyway yeah exactly we'll 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 have to you know workshop, we'll workshop some more, things. but i like it yeah. i like it
1: um so today, Marcus and I had ourselves a little adventure. We were up at the the BMO G. Yeah, BMO training ground for those of you who aren't in the know. Yeah, and, it's um, the BMO G, though. We were um, lucky enough to somehow convince Justin Morrow to sit down and have a chat with us. Cool. And
0: I mean, gentlemen, but. I can't believe he fell for it.
1: I seriously, I, I don't. I, I'm sure he regrets it already. Um, but, well, Mark, 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 Mark can speak better than this. Whether or not I kept any level of fangirling to a minimum, I probably I did. No, I didn't. No. You all know how much I love Justin Morrow. The mm-hmm. fact that I did not squeal the whole time and hug him, which oh, I yeah. did not do, the restraint.
0: There, there was, there was definitely inner squealing. Like, I mean, oh. I could. I could hear the torture. I could hear it in, like, from deep within, Kristen. I could hear it. Um, I know it was, it was there. It was and so hard. Actually, you know what? I was I was mostly embarrassed for him that he didn't know that you were his biggest fan. I mean, I just thought we'd been we'd been putting this into the universe for how long has he been there? Like, honestly, it's a decade. So, like, it's that's true. decades like, worth. Devotion and, and me tagging and, and him on, the on the social
1: media, yeah, exactly. I'm a little just dis- I'm a little disappointed actually. He just didn't but know. He knows now.
0: He knows, he knows now. now. He's learned. He's, you know, he's 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 a gentleman. I mean, let's let's you'll hear can, it. But he's oh an my absolute God. gentleman.
1: he's delightful. Like if you have never, if you haven't met Justin Morrow, and like, you can see in the interviews, but if you haven't had the chance to meet him and just have a conversation with him, like. Yeah. we would have, we would have happily just talked to him for hours yeah. about whatever he wanted to talk about. Yeah. He was so interesting and so thoughtful and just, he was just delightful.
0: And, and I will, I will say that I feel like um we, we probably could have kept him longer, mm-hmm. but I, uh, cause we were, we were, we were granted a limited audience and I did not want to abuse that for, on our behalf, but the way it was flowing, we could have, I could have just as easily just ignored my watch and let it keep going. But I'm like, I don't, I don't want this to be the only time we get access to him. So exactly, let's, uh, let's, 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 let's tie a bow on this and we'll see if we can sucker him to come back. Exactly. So
1: um, anyway, so please enjoy our really great conversation with, I think a couple of the things that we, we bring in will surprise you because it surprised us. So, great stuff. Thank you, Justin, so very much for uh, coming on our show. We really appreciated the time.
0: All right. And uh, let's cut to the clip now.
1: Before we get really started, are we, are, are we recording? Yep, we are Amazing, recording. I do have a question for you before we get into like the you yeah. specific questions. Yeah. In this room, is very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> bit of hardware I just discovered it too yeah. so the Trillium Cup trophy yeah, sits yeah. next to us here in this room in which we're doing this interview with you yeah. um we personally never cared for the Trillium Cup trophy <laughs> okay. as 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 a podcast as fans as fans as yeah. fans
0: it was a stretch that it I was, did. Yeah. So it was a, you know
1: it was as made up as it got yeah. um
0: guys state provincial flowers is really is that what we're doing, what we're doing? <laughs> Put a team in Detroit it's closer <laughs> come on
1: <laughs> what what are your feelings? No longer being a player and competing for
2: well, I probably have a,
1: of Ohio. a
2: unique view on this being from Ohio. Okay, and a little bit of spite for Columbus Crew because Fair. I was in their backyard and they could have had me from a young age. I remember being in high school and being one of the more touted players coming out of high school, and their scouting network coming to look at me, and watch my high school games, and. Decided, you know, I wasn't for them, and so every time I got a chance to beat them, I took a lot of pride in that. That was a theme throughout my career. Mm -hmm. You spite me, I'm coming back hard. I love that. That is a great
1: perspective, and I've never heard that perspective before.
2: (laughs) And
0: also, I kind of like the trophy now. (laughs) Yeah, I want to bring
1: it back. I need something. Damn it! Damn it, Justin. Justin,
0: Justin, more derby trophies. But you know
2: what? We've got a great rivalry with Montreal, so
1: there's. <laughs> there
2: is it's, no need for fabricator. Well, anymore, little, right? Well,
1: probable Voyager's cup tilt again. Sorry, yeah. sorry, Vaughn. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like good luck. That I would wish be awesome. you all the best. <laughs> However, even with all the drama in Montreal right now, <laughs> which is unfortunate. Okay, so you you only recently retired, yeah, from playing, yeah, and. Very sad. <laughs> but we understand, but we miss you. Okay, um, you I, guess, I really was. I'll I guess literally talked about you for 10 minutes at least, that show at the end. Um, I really did. But so, one of the things that we really sort of wanted to ask you about was not so much the retiring. You know, every player retires eventually, you know, yeah. you feel like but I just can't do it. You want to transition into other things. You obviously want to stay involved in the sport um, on a couple different levels, which we're going to ask you about. But you stayed in Toronto. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that was a surprise. It was a p- really pleasant surprise. I was I was thrilled. Not just because I'm a fan, but yeah. we love to see involved players who you know have come to love our city, but have yeah. come to want to be part of this process. So when you moved here to play here, did you ever think? That when you retired, you know what? I'm going to stay in Canada. (laughs) I'm not going to move back home or, or, you know, be active and involved there. I'm going to do it from up here. What sort of was the process there?
2: No, it wasn't. It was the opposite of that when I got traded here. You know, the club was in turmoil. <laughs> December it. of twenty twenty or twenty thirteen. That sorry. might have been the nicest. Way it's <laughs> the nicest. It is the nicest way I think
1: it's ever. Didn't been have worked. the
2: best rep around. Town. No, they did not around the league. Um, so you know, I was I had a down year in San Jose, self admittedly, but I thought you know maybe it could be a club that over the long term had a good project going. Uh, Of course, they were the team that gave me my first shot, so I had some loyalty there, and they thought otherwise and traded me to Toronto, and I was really scared. I was really scared, but I had some teammates that had been on Toronto FC, Sam Cronin, Dan Gargan, Alan Gordon, Nana Atacora, and all these guys were like, J-Mo, you are going to love Toronto. You're going to love it. And so I said, all right. And I always dreamed of myself living in a big international city like Toronto, so right. (laughs) Right from <laughs> yeah. I move right downtown and I just start taking in the city, my wife and I. My wife is not American. She's from South America. She's from Paraguay. Okay. Uh, we met at university. Nice. So she loved not being in the United States.
1: Right, right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I have since come to love that as well. And so yeah. over the years, like, I always say that the club and I have, have grown together. And, you know, I grew my family here and. I have two beautiful daughters that were born right downtown, and we've just come to love everything about it. And so for us, it's a great place to be, great place to raise a family and enjoy everything that the club and the city has to offer. Fantastic. So um,
0: congratulations. I understand this is like one year, one year? One year anniversary. Oh, two year. Two
2: year, that's right. So this is is
0: my second
2: year, not playing, but yeah, I guess technically one year anniversary.
0: I was looking at the press release and the some, date. We're
2: getting into semantics. Okay,
0: okay. But um, I, I, I heard that the hazing rituals around here for the new guys are kind of brutal. Uh, what, if you don't mind, what sort of cruelty have you experienced since, since joining the
2: front office? Well, I mean, there's no, there's no secret that in football you move to a new team, you gotta sing. Oh, you gotta sing. What's your jam? I have escaped that tradition somehow
1: oh, throughout my uh, <laughs> hey, longer career. And, and, and listeners president. from Toronto FC... Thank Fano that, um, God,
2: because I have a terrible... Ask my wife, I have a terrible voice. <laughs> <laughs> so Man, there's, there's
1: no, <laughs> no secret karaoke footage of you like no, on nowhere. a night that, out with the that, guys? That does
2: not exist. <laughs> <laughs> but there have been some some memorable moments, some memorable teammates. I'm not going to out them now, so I you know, if a guy really does have a personality, it comes out on, on day one when they're singing in front of the team. And for the guys that are always getting up there, especially the young guys, I tell them, just go after <laughs> it. Just give it, give it your all, and everyone will respect that, at least, even if you're bad. <laughs> all
1: right. Well, then, if you, if you did have a singing voice, or you, oh, what would no. be I always think your about song. this.
2: I always think that I would probably rap something. You know, I'm not. I'm not mm-hmm. sure what I okay. Like I old have, school or oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Serious, it right? would be old school because now I can barely you know understand what rappers are saying these days. But I did, a, me, I, I did have. I did have a co-worker. This wasn't a player. You know, there was a point in time in the locker room where we were making new employees, staff members, sing or choose a song to recite in front of the team as well. Amazing, and we had one. <laughs> <laughs> one staff member go for an Eminem song which was just it was a really really bad wow. choice I mean that's, that's, a t- that's a that's a that's a, a tough one I to tackle would, that's a decision
1: not even like in my kitchen dancing around when yeah. I tackle yeah. that I would embarrass myself being alone I would have
2: already lost myself Yeah. I mean it doesn't matter which Eminem song you just know right away like, it's impossible why go after <laughs> that <laughs> <laughs> like
1: does anyone not just do that yeah. <laughs> right? Um, all right, we're going to shift gears from a, a little more serious. So Black Players for Change, yeah. which is an incredible organization that was formed in a really difficult time for the world, um, but announced itself in what is still one of the most impactful things I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, I, I literally get chills just thinking about that moment with all of you on the pitch, mm-hmm. in the shirts, pissed up. like, yeah. just, the, the image alone, but like, and the quiet, and just, that whole, series of events, yeah. that led mm-hmm. up to that, that, that led to that moment, that, like I said, I, I reference it, I talk about it, I explain it to people, I'm talking about because MLS is, problematic, yeah. on many levels, but also MLS is great, on yeah. many levels, like it's, there's a lot of give and take with it, but obviously, Black Players for Change needed needed to happen. And um, you guys have put in so much work and grown it so much. Mm-hmm. And you know, you see it uh, on you know on internet on Instagram. You see it with players representation. You see it with the, the breadth of players that are involved um, and MLS being involved,
2: mm-hmm.
1: which to their credit, right? Like they immediately to their bosom, so to speak. And mm-hmm. we're like, we kind of have yeah, to do they got this, it. Yeah, they got it. but they yeah. got it. And it hasn't, it it hasn't felt, um, forced, yeah. you know, some things from any large corporation feel forced, right? Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's marketing because we have to, sure. It's a good thing, but this has felt a little more genuine, yeah. um, especially as time has gone on. Do you feel that the work you guys have put in, cause you're, you're, Still, you're yeah. on the executive, the executive director,
2: right?
1: Yeah. Um, do you feel that you've seen significant change in the yeah. last three years?
2: Yeah, I do. I do. And I'll start with just the organization continuing to exist and being something that will pass down from generation to generation because it's an organization that has a seat at the table at the highest levels of the league, with the teams, the network that we've built. It's just incredible to see as you mentioned, how everyone has accepted it in in major league soccer and really looks towards it for leadership, you know? And so I'm really proud of that. The guys are really proud that we've created this space that new players coming into the league can immediately latch on to and start to ask questions and understand and not feel silly about certain things and can have a little bit of guidance in that area. But really, there's there's a strong relationship between Black Player for Change and Major League Soccer. You know, we do a lot of work, and a lot of it is behind the scenes. And that, that makes me proud and, and happy, too, and makes me feel like there's progress because not everything is performative, not everything is, right. as you mentioned, for the marketing. Like there's, There is true hard work being done, and it's still being done. So that's all you can ask for, you know? Progress. I don't think this is a problem that we're going to solve in the next oh, yeah. five to ten years. <laughs>
1: Wouldn't that be nice? You know, though? <laughs> I, I
2: wish it was. It probably won't be a problem that I solve in my lifetime. But just to you know move things forward a little bit is the goal. Yeah,
1: moving forward are, is the. We are doing that. And I really like what you said, sort of about um, like almost a mentorship to younger players, yeah. and and creating that space and that ability for them to not feel outside. Yeah when they come into the league, when they come into training, no matter what level that they have, not just players to go to, but they have a a framework, a real support um, that is built into the league now. Um, Do you have, like, is there anything sort of really specific going forward you guys are really focusing on, or is it just, we have different branches of things and we all focus on different things?
2: Yeah, there's different branches. So i really separated by the work that we do with the league and then the work we do outside of the league. Right. And so everything that we've done in Major League Soccer has laddered up through their new EDI practice. So when we were first formed, that was one of the things that we asked for, that they formed this EDI department. It wasn't something that existed in Major League Soccer before. They hired a chief EDI officer who right. sits on the executive team in Major League Soccer reports directly to the commissioner. So it just shows how seriously they are taking this issue. And with him in his department now, I think he's got like two or three people underneath him. We work on policies. We work on programs. One of the things that we've done, which has been great, is around MLS All-Star. Every year we do an event called Hometown Heroes, where we really elevate people in the community that are doing incredible work and in these you know, give them the flowers in so many different ways, yeah. donations. We give them advertisement around the building and everything like that and support for the grassroots organizations. We also have a program towards the end of the year called the MLS advance. And this is something that we've kind of modeled after other sports leagues, but we just bring um, diverse candidates and we bring them around the chief soccer officers. Uh, last year was in Miami, Fort Lauderdale for a couple of days, like November, December time. And it's just relationship building, which I right. know plays so much Huge. into hiring and all of this. Absolutely. and so that's something that we've started started recently as well. So that is continuing to to happen in Major League Soccer, and then outside, we're continuing our work with Black Women's Players Collective, yep. Moscow Lighting, and U.S. Soccer Foundation to build these mini pitches. Well, I was going to
1: say, yeah, all like all every I love and seeing been those incredible. announcements. Incredible
2: and. All of our partners are amazing, but really the special thing about that one is being partners with the women. Yeah. Like they've taught us so much, and it's just such a fruitful relationship for us, empowering. And so we've, we've done that in maybe like 12, 15 different cities now, mm-hmm. and that work is continuing. So that's that one's really cool as well
1: that's so great thank you yeah. so much yeah no yeah. i i literally we i could i could talk to you about this for an yeah. hour but and wait. i'm
2: not i'm not the executive director anymore i stepped down when i oh, transitioned when transition th- into from this being role a player of course. and having this full role now but i'm still very much involved i'm on the advisory board and everything like that and like i said it's part of the legacy right and, absolutely and that's what we all care about well I,
1: I and i think that's just one of the things that like we appreciate about you as a person um, and a player was the fact that you were always very active. You were always pretty vocal. Yeah. Um, and that you, you know, you jumped into this, you know, wholeheartedly and have stayed really active and yeah. that sort of thing. And that's, to me, that's really important, um, in modern sport or just in, in anything really. Yeah. But it, when you work again within a large framework, um, to have that voice, to have that activism, um, and be able to influence. It's, it's hugely important, yeah. and you know, and it
2: always helps from a player standpoint to know that exactly. the fans are behind you. Yeah, you know, not everyone involved with D P C had that experience. You know, there were certain teams, certain yeah. fan groups that had some pushback and everything. And I just, I felt like Toronto fans got it. Oh, we were. <laughs> you got it. We so were. That, we were literally excited that love when it happened. Yeah. yeah. No,
1: that's something that I think you'll always get from the Toronto supporters and the Toronto fans, like. This is something we embraced, for yeah. sure.
0: I have to ask because you know you're you're still a spry young man. <laughs> how often does it cross your mind? You got one more game in me. Yeah. How often does it happen? <laughs> you can be honest. I'm not. I don't have a contract, unfortunately. But how does it ever cross your mind? I was like I mean, probably, like oh yeah. Like, you I guys need me. me. Like, if, if <laughs> if it was, like, you ever said to bra- Coach Bradley and go like, look you just give me two weeks and i could be match ready like i could be a sub like if you, how often you, like, if like do you
2: think about that regularly i think about it all Maybe. the time but it's it's the more than one game, that's a problem. I'm like one game, two games, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, but it's when we're into the ryth- we're ten matches yeah. into the season, or get the rhythm, then yeah, I'm probably yeah. not so good anymore. Right. So, uh, so. An emergency, I meant. You know, I think one. that's one of the, I think that's one of the hardest things. You know, your mind always thinks that you can do it, but your body just can't keep up anymore. Yeah, and that the, was that, that competitive the, mindset. Yeah, that was where I was at towards the end for
1: sure. I
0: understand. Um. So while.
1: Well, I have, so, yeah, you go, and then I have a player. Right, so, too, so, so, you know the question. I'm yeah.
0: Gonna. So, so why? Um, so that being said, so with with your career, your career as is, this is this is kind of random, but that's that's those are my bags. <laughs> is there a player that you played against on the regular, and it doesn't matter? They don't have to be a name brand household player. Just some dude that, whenever he showed up on the starting eleven, seemingly kind of had your number. You just, you could not, couldn't oh, beat him. And it like, 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 you know what I mean? Like that, that one almost bad luck charm. It's just like, oh, this guy. You know, and you look, at the, you look at the starting 11. Was there any like a player that just, and it just got in your head. You clearly probably could school this guy a hundred times,
2: but just, <laughs> it just got in your head. Was there anyone like that? I mean, for me, I always say this. It was the duos that gave us a lot of trouble. So like when I think of Clint and Obafemi, okay, and the way that they played off of each other, yeah. Yeah. and it was a lot off the cuff, and they looked for each other. I, I imagine it, it would have been like playing Seba and Josie at, at their best, yeah. you know, like they just had yeah. such a good understanding of each other. Mm-hmm. Landon and Robbie Keane are are two yeah. as well. Yeah. It's like they're always looking for each other, and then you throw David in the next, who you know can play balls over distance. Like you never had a moment to take a break, and so. When you ask those questions, like that's what comes to mind always for me, like those guys. Yeah, that's a scary, scary lineup against those guys. <laughs> actually, I, I, was, I, was, I was secretly hoping it was going to be like, that
0: guy played for Kansas City for like like 12 games and it was all against you? Really? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay, okay. That, 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 that's, that's probably the more realistic response. <laughs> Ten, minutes. Ten minutes? All right, I'm, apparently I'm important here.
2: Um
1: um, so, talking again about about playing, you, you're a fullback. Um, when I played, I was right back. Okay. Oh, yeah. Which is probably one of the reasons... I played some right
2: back, too. There you go. <laughs> there
1: you go. I cannot... Well, I worked on my left foot. I was two-footed for a good <laughs> chunk of my career. I just... Going down that wing, man, it just throws me off. <laughs> center, no problem. I'll play center back, and you can shove me up to the midfield. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: But I'm a... I like this side of the pitch. It makes me happy. <laughs> when I played a thousand years ago, because... Um I, I was stay home right back. And that was the game, right? And I again it suits my game. Yeah. I like stopping people. Yeah. You're not allowed to come anywhere near this part of their I will hurt you and stop you. Yeah. That's what I do. You have you play a much different game and the game has also evolved where in modern fullback now you've gotta be you almost have to have, you know, that burst of speed in your wheelhouse, nice crosses, and apparently goal scorer. <laughs> which was so much fun. Can we just say wow. how much fun it was to watch these portals? Um,
2: especially this one.
1: Again, my phone would glow up. Did you see yeah. that? Glow? Of yeah. course I saw that. That's legit.
2: It is so legit. I'm not even kidding. It's, this
0: is not the, this isn't even the exaggerated. Part. No, it's, it's, it's
1: actually not. Um, you're going to just keep doing, yeah, it's fine. Um, we talked about this. I knew yeah. he was going to do this. But, <laughs> What do you think like about the evolution of the game? Do you think like that's it now? Like, uh, if you are playing, if you're a fullback, you have to have that as part of your skill set. Or is there still room for, depending on your manager, depending yeah. on the team you play for, to have a more, like I said, stay at home defender yeah. as opposed to these bombing runs down the side? And yeah.
2: I mean, I was always proud of the goals and proud of attacking hundred percent. But I felt like I did a good job and took a lot of responsibility in defending as well. Oh, yeah. And was a huge part of my mindset, you know? Um, and so when I think about the game, I don't think it always has to be attacking. I think that there's a lot of value in defenders that still want to defend. Like, even in our academy now, which is, you know, part of my role in player development, yeah. when I'm looking. At our young players and I see a defender that likes to defend first, it excites me because you just don't see that very right. often anymore because everyone wants a defender who can pass through lines and yeah. read the game and, and all these things like, and those are, I agree, those things are great, but, but defenders have to love to defend too, yeah. you know, and I feel like I did a good job at that. Well,
1: no, no, I, we always talk about the fact that you were... You were such a strong defender. So, like when the attacking side of your game started to develop more through your time here, yeah. it was kind of like, "Oh, what? what
2: happening here?" No, <laughs> yeah.
1: it was fun though. It yeah. was like, "Oh, does it all." Yeah. Um,
2: but that was also in the team setting, right? Exactly. Like, the attacking for me came out as a team. The team got better, and we had guys that can do different things and free up space for me to just be yeah. able to run. And I was, you know, talk about players coming up these days and understanding what their best qualities are. And I never hide from the fact that physicality is one for me and I can run up and down yeah. the pitch nonstop. And right. that's what I did, yeah. you know, and I trusted my teammates and they were good enough to get the ball to me when they were getting triple teamed and quadruple teamed <laughs> and rightly so, you <laughs> like, know, and I'm like, all right, over I'm over here. here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> my time to shine. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, oh, that's great! Yeah, I just—I'm always curious. I like talking to players about their positions, but also especially when it's a position that I sort of know. And it's probably yeah. why I always like all my favorite players tend to be defenders, goalkeepers, yeah. defensive midfielders. I like the people that score the goals. That's great. Yeah. But I'm—I'm I'm all about like the people that are back here. So if you yeah. ask me who my favorite players are, they're almost always defenders.
0: <laughs> this is true. Can confirm. So I want to harken back to. Uh, uh, September thirtieth of twenty seventeen. Right. There was this speedy winger named Justin Morrow <laughs> who scored not once, not twice, but thrice for and you can correct me, first professional hat trick. Of course, against, first and all against <laughs> New York Energy Drink. I want to. <laughs> I want to leave it so that there was. Oh, he scored many. Just to, just to, <laughs> we'll see first. We'll say only. I just want to thank you for that performance because that earned you a spot on the team of the week, week three in yes. FIFA 18. <laughs> and man, that guy was amazing! <laughs> I killed guys all over the world with you. <laughs> and I want to say thank I you. Love that. Thank you so much for that performance. I mean, the goals were great. You looked amazing that night. <laughs> but that, mm, yeah, no. Look, Look, at this. take a look at this legend. Oh, yes. Remember this legend? <laughs> Remember this legend? Yes. 78. 78. Fast. I love that. I'm sh- uh, for the record, I'm showing him the stats from that FIFA 18 player and if you don't know
2: That's it's too bad. two nights against Red Bulls. That's That's what right. I, was, know. But, uh, I mean people always throw that at me but it was one of a lot of memorable nights for me yeah. against oh, yeah. Red Bull. Do you remember when we clinched for the first yes. time? Absolutely, that we was clinched MLS playoffs for the first night. time. Mm. Seva comes back from yeah. national team duty and oh, dribbles yeah. by like their whole team and scores an unbelievable goal. Like that was a special night. And yeah. 2017 playoffs, watching yeah. I mean, oh, Red Bull uh, suffers like two. Exactly. We, you know, we're up against it, and we got to find a way to win. Like we don't. We don't win MLS Cup without getting through that game. Oh, right no. that was so,
1: that, that was wild. That was a wild. Another
2: match. time where we just came out on top of Red Bull. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that always makes me smile. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's it's easy to not like them.
2: Um, yeah. So that's.
1: Uh, I,
0: I don't have, any other, I have no other questions. I know. I know. We, yeah. we have you for 20 minutes, and the recording says we're going a little longer than that. So I don't. The you. only
1: only thing before you guys just what um. What do you, anything you want to tell our listeners or just anything like you're really excited about for this coming year, yeah. whether it's for the first team, the Academy team, from the off, like whatever it is that you're working on yeah. that you're just like, Oh, you guys, you gotta hear about this.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's my sophomore year of being off the field and now that I have a year under my belt and understanding a little bit more about how the front office works, I'm looking forward to growing this relationship with the club and the community. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm having my hands and wrapping my hands a little bit more around that aspect of the role in the business, and I just want to make sure that our house is a welcoming house, and I feel it already is, but we can we can grow that. It's awesome. just a wonderful yeah. time coming to TFC games, and I want this club to really emulate that. I want us to be role models in that sense, so that's what I'm working for every day. That's awesome. Fantastic.
1: Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Like you have no idea how much we appreciate this other than the fact again, that (laughs) I'm a ridiculous fan. Of course.
2: Um, Can't wait for the season
1: to start. Oh no. So excited. So excited. This has been great. All right. Well, it is almost the end of our show. We are just going to, we've got just a couple little things on what's coming up because we're in that really weird ongoing sort of nothing's quite happening part of all the seasons right now. Everybody is in off season, preseason almost at a tournament, but not quite almost chicken, off
0: to blue chicken seasoning. Hmm?
1: Well, exactly. Montreal
0: steak spice seasoning,
1: shake and bake seasoning, shake and bake. seasoning. like, I mean, that's a, it's a seasoning too. And I mean, you know, Dero Dero hasn't come back yet for a while. No, I'm
0: sure it's his turn. So no, it, it, I've, I've, I, I, I want to start rumors, but the problem is that there's, there's, probably a great likelihood it'll happen so i don't want to take away thunder (laughs) so stay the course stay the course legend stay the course
1: all right so a player we've been talking about for a few weeks now um is uh sigurd rosted the norwegian center back um which you know we've been kind of excited about you know um is allegedly according to all reports except for from TFC um an official Toronto FC player or almost an official Toronto FC player um hasn't quite finalized the personal terms but his club uh Brondby has has bid him adieu. and 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 there are interviews and articles saying you know he's left he's 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 coming here he's excited to you know do the next thing try this next challenge in MLS um so that'll get probably announced oh i don't know tomorrow or something <laughs> um day after recording as per usual uh the team is heading off to uh Coachella which is still too freaking funny oh, um the preseason tournament um uh, with the uh, with a bunch of other MLS clubs um and you know you expect him to be with the club for that cuz they leave very soon um it's a i don't know sometime in the next couple of days i think actually mm-hmm. anyway we still don't know like we don't have a, a ton about him but we've we've you know everyone's looked up his stats online and on paper he's a pretty freaking solid center back and yeah. again because this is something we were sort of like getting a little concerned about as older players were getting signed. He's another younger player. He's 28. And that is a fantastic age for, you know, a seasoned defender. Um, a little salt and pepper, a little paprika maybe. Ooh.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, this is just just, uh, just open up the cabinet, find the good well, what stuff. about no. some
1: sumac? Oh, the you sumac. know what? Some yeah, sumac. Yeah, sorry. I'm, sumac really it's 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 a it's a underappreciated try some sumac in like on your potatoes oh my god
0: i i put sumac on my central defenders so um but i also yeah. i also i also lead into heavy the onion salt because just it's just it's easy and it does the trick because mm. i'm not sometimes i'm not fancy and when i sometimes want my center. Backs, I go want go with fancy. This,
1: yeah you want comfort you want comfort seasoning yeah it's like um but anyway So when we were talking earlier about this remaking of, of Toronto's, uh, defense, this is a big piece. So we'll have from the sounds of it, Rosted and, and, uh, and Hedges, um, off-brand cigarettes, um, as the, as the central duo and you've got, you know, MLS veteran, tons of, I just think it's on paper, it looks like it's going to be a really good matchup. So we we anxiously await the officially official announcement and the picture of him holding up the kit um but should be soon from all reports
0: yeah uh i i mean if wikipedia is to believe to be believed he's already already
2: say it oh
0: i mean it also says at the at the at the bottom of that that uh uh like at the end of the twenty, or sorry, there's a Toronto FC section, and it says on January 31st, Bromby announced that Rosted had left the club to sign for for TFC. So it doesn't say that he's officially signed. It just says the club has said he's leaving to go there.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. So, all right. I mean, all right. which is
0: which is arguably one in the same, but here we are.
1: All right. Well, that will be that will be that will be excellent when the wikipedia page can be updated then. <laughs> <laughs> um the other thing we're going to just touch on very briefly uh, again we're going to go into fuller detail uh next week uh, as more of a preview is the she believes cup which is uh coming up very shortly but the roster was announced um today uh as a way to perhaps offset drama who knows <laughs> dare to dream exactly dare to dare to freaking dream um and one of the things about this squad um is that a lot of players you would expect to be there are not and that is mostly because this tournament is not quite um part of the the full international break um Actually, it's not an international break, Um, but most, uh, you know, a good chunk of players are out of season. The ones from England, for the most part, will not be taking place in this tournament because they're all in season and also playing in, like, their FA Cup and everything. So no Sabrina D'Angelo, no Kadisha Buchanan, no Shalina Zdorsky, no Jesse Fleming, no Adriana Leon, um, and no Ashley Lawrence. So they won't be playing in this tournament. Um, Also, uh, Desiree Scott is injured, and Deanne Rose and Nichelle Prince are still recovering from injury, but the expectation is that they will be back for the World Cup in July, which is a huge, huge thing and will be very good. Yeah. So instead, when you look at the roster, um, you're going to recognize most of the names because most of them are drawn from NWSL clubs. Because they're out of season, they're they're not, you know, they're just starting preseason, um, and a couple clubs from uh, some lower level um, European clubs uh, or Sweden, which is also in an off season right now, and then just a few names you're probably not going to recognize that much, younger players that haven't been in the squad that much, but honestly, for me, um. I think that's kind of a great thing for Bev to have as a, as a problem or as a challenge, um, ahead of the, um, the, the world cup in the summer, but also, um, the international break in April. So this is, this is kind of great. They get, she gets to really test some players and the, you know, the veterans that will be there, Christine Sinclair included, Mm -hmm. um, We'll really get a chance to 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 put some stuff out there. Also, don't forget a number of really high performing players um, moved to NWSL recently. So, like you know, Janine Becky, um, Jordan Heidema, um, who else recently shifted over there? Uh, no, Victoria Pickett was already there, I think. Bianca Saint George. Um, so there's 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 lots of and then you know we've got Vanessa Gilles and um, Claire Sauterassi who has been lighting it up for BK Hawken. She's had she's been on a tear. She's been just phenomenal. So she's definitely one to watch in this tournament. Anyway, exciting things to come. Uh, we will discuss the the matches um, and so on next week but again do tune into this because these are opportunities to watch um this side uh, compete against some top level uh teams you know it's a four it's a four team tournament um and there's a really good opportunity just to 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 really see some some good footy and for the most part, well, not for the most part. You know, it's in a it's in a friendly time zone, <laughs> so.
0: Oh yeah, that's uh, take advantage of while while the getting's good.
1: Because World Cup, man. Oh God.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I the one thing I do, to, more to your point that you about the about the roster and who, who's available and who isn't. Um, it, it's it's rare that you get a chance to field a side that is almost not an even mix, but it's it's. You have your A players, but you're forced to get players that aren't on that A list. Just like like you said, because the schedule, or the the other domestic leagues where those players are playing, that's not a break. They can't they can't be released. So like you can still put together a very competitive team, and mm-hmm. it's not it's not you know what I mean. It this isn't this isn't a B team feel. There's a lot of, a lot of there's a lot no. of brand products on this in this grocery store so this is a terrible analogy i should never have said it no i kind of like
1: that it's it's it's, this is this is the good milk
0: yeah exactly this is the good this is there's the good milk and then there's like oh i've never heard of this dairy before i'll try it you know and i mean it's it's a it's a great it's it's a unique situation because like i said usually if it's a b team it's a fucking b team and it's okay that's okay but like to be able to guarantee that you know someone's going to get someone's going to play with Sophie Schmidt that has never played a competitive game with Sophie Schmidt before.
1: Exactly. Which, that's, that's
0: amazing. Like which that's, is great, which that is great. That's great. To me, that's a better letting of new talent than, than just obviously exhibitions and, and throwaway matches, or, you know, we're going to have a B team dotted with a couple of available veterans who just have, you know, the free, the free two weeks. So, this is the, I, I like, I like this, this, it's not really a split, but like 30% of this roster is getting their first. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't want to say, I'm sure they've all got caps, but like, no, you're going to be here for a whole tournament and not just some one off game in. Yeah, it's great Vancouver, experience. It's, you just, know?
1: it's fantastic. Yep.
0: So, yeah, I, I, that's, that's the, that's what, that's what has me the most curious of this roster. So, um yeah, this is, this is definitely worth watching.
1: Huzzah. All right. Well, lovely listeners, that is our show for this week. Um, please join us next week when we hopefully officially welcome Sigurd Rosted, Uh preview the She Believes Cup. Uh probably talk about Apple Plus and MLS.
2: You say how it with you doing, such TFC conviction. fans? Yeah.
1: How you how you how you doing? Hey, yeah, everyone good? Okay, good. Um any any android people out there uh anyway so lots of things to discuss obviously the coachella tournament which just again which we're we're going to discuss coachella stylings for the various players <laughs> so start thinking about you know headpieces and um flowing shirt i don't know we'll we'll think of something probably no glitter though it gets everywhere it's terrible Anyway, we'll be back next week, most likely with a full complement of panelists, Um, but maybe not. Maybe we'll just keep them locked in the closet. Who knows? So I have been joined by my delightful co-host, cohort, Mm. co-conspirator.
0: Coconut. No, oh, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I All I can think of is co and that was the first word that came in and this makes at
1: sense. Kid nerd Mark with a K not a Q out there on the Twitters, Mr. Mark Hinkley. Uh,
0: thank you to everybody who continues to support this show. We absolutely appreciate it. Uh, we still have shirts. Tony did a bunch and they're on our Zazzle shop. You can find that link on our website at VocalMinority.ca, minority.ca. Um, and uh, in the show notes, I'm going to uh, link uh, the, the FIFA team of the week thing i literally <laughs> turned the laptop to show justin moral how awesome he was in the game which is oh, it was so I, good i realized that that is such a random weird thing to do to somebody but i couldn't resist it because as soon as i thought of like looking for cards to go get autographs or something like that the first literally the first thing i thought it was like oh i can't get him to sign a video game badge that was his card in the game because i once i got it i was killing things and it was that's legit and also to um also link in the show notes uh so as we were talking about um to ricketts and his career and all the lack of payments that has happened to that poor poor man um it was uh, uh uh the club that he was with in or one of the clubs that he was in with in um uh romania um yeah. poly, polytechnic i can't remember anyway you'll see it so that club had that club had uh dissolved so i guess there's you know some golden or silver lining i should say uh for the way you treated them. but there's an there's a club a phoenix club took its place and there's this incredible purple and white hooped kit that they wear <laughs> So, um, go check that out. I haven't even shown Kristen yet. Go check that out and tell me how much you love it on a scale of ten to ten, because it's <laughs> incredible. It's absolutely incredible. I'll, s- awesome. actually, Chris, I'll, I'll send you, I'll send you the link shortly. Okay, thank you. But um, yeah, I just, I'm like, oh, look at this son of a bitch. So yeah, there, there you go. Um, and, uh, and, uh, thank, thank you, Kristen, for having me.
1: Oh. you're welcome. I, I I you know, I I love it when you when you join me. It's great. Um and as for me, yes, you can find me on the internet, the entire internet at K Z Knowles. I have been your host, Kristen Knowles. And until next week, Canada, get used to it.